Hey, this is Green Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. Hope you guys are having a great start to your week. Before we get started in the show notes, there are discount codes for both Vibrant Body Company and Hue and Grace if you want to take advantage of those. And also you can join our newsletter that gets sent out every two weeks that gets more in depth on a lot of the guests that we have and quick links to a lot of things things that we've been discussing. So today we have Brenda Hamilton. You guys all know that I'm an aerialist and she is a colleague of mine. She just choreographed for Carrie Underwood's performance on the CMT Awards. And she's also the choreographer for her Vegas residency called Reflections. They go back up in May. You could get tickets if you want to go to Vegas and go enjoy that show. She choreographed the aerial and she joins she joins us to talk about her creative process and uh, lets us in on the behind the scenes of all of that. Let's get started. Everyone, this is Brenda Hamilton. I've actually known Brenda for Years and years and years and years back when I was still a dancer and you were already um, working with Tanya, my other very good friend and Brenda's aerial partner. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. It's been How a long, long have you been in the air, Brenda? You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about that. It's been at least 15 years, but I want to say maybe 17. I don't know. I could be lying, but it's, it's, been, about, it's been a minute. No, I think that's probably correct because I started Ariel in 2007 and I feel like you, I saw you in the air on gigs where I was just dancing. Like we did this job. I don't know if you remember me from this, but we did this job called Asia Entertainment. Do you remember this? So long ago. Yeah. And Johanna and Johanna and I cannot, and I butcher her last name every single time I try to say it. Johanna Sapaki. Yes. Yeah. That, that you guys were on that. I don't know if Tanya was on it, but I was, I hadn't even like dipped my toe in the circus world yet. Right. So I was like, Oh, what they're doing is so cool. Isn't it crazy? And now you're doing it. And now I'm doing it. And, and, and it's been also, you know, time, right? 13, 14 years for me. So, so yeah, it has been that long because yeah, it's, it's been a long time. And, and Brenda, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very close friends with Tanya, her partner. So when this was kind of brewing the Carrie Underwood gig, I was hearing about it and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so exciting. It's, it's just another like huge mainstream performer besides pink. Right wanting Ariel in the show and it being such a big part of their, of their, um, you know, presentation. It was just the coolest thing because she's never had, well, I, th- I think she had dancers in like a video or maybe a one-off performance, but she's never had dancers or aerialists or anything in any of her live shows. You know, it's always just her in the band. So to do something like this was like a huge step for them to take. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, cool. I've heard about I've heard about this a long time where she just, you know, she does her tours by herself usually. Right. Back in 20, uh, 2009, I danced for her for the American Music Awards. Oh, you did? That's so cool. I did. I don't know yes. if you <laughs> remember Kati Jean, the yes, choreographer. Yes, I remember her, yes. And then Raj Kapoor, who is now the executive producer of, of Grammys overall. Um, but yeah, she never had dancers and aerialists on tour with her. And so what... 
what the gig actually was, we're kind of talking about the CMT awards, which just happened right. because that was more like, I think more people saw it, but Brenda, you got signed onto the project to do the Vegas residency, right? Reflections, reflections. So tell us how this, how this happened. How did you get this gig? Oh my gosh. Well, um, Barry, I don't know if you know who Barry is, but Barry Lather is, um, Carrie's creative director. And I've known Barry since I was in high school. He married one of the girls from our hometown dance studio. Like crazy. Like I've known him for like 30 years, dude. Like, oh, wow. For a really long time. Um, but then we didn't talk for many, many, many years. And then, gosh, maybe 12, 13 years ago, we reconnected because I was doing Ariel and we worked on the CMTs together. Um, country music too, but it was with another artist and we just reconnected and we we're like, Oh my gosh, how are you doing? And ever since then, we've just been working together anytime he needs any aerial in any of his shows or, you know, anything he's working on, he would reach out to me. And usually, you know, sometimes it'd be for something that I wasn't going to perform on, but usually I was performing. Um, and then this time he reached out to me in the, it was still pandemic times. And he was like, what are you doing, you know, <laughs> in November? And I was like, I don't know, because the world shut down. But, um, you know, he was telling me that he had this project coming up and, um, you know, slowly, but surely I found out what it was. And, um, you know, it was really exciting. And, you know, we were looking for different aerialists who could also dance and, you know, talking about about performing and all this stuff. And, and then I just thought, I want to, I've been, I've been wanting to choreograph and do exactly what I'm doing right now on this show and the CMTs for like the last 10 years. It's been my goal. So it's been, you know, slow moving. Is this ever going to happen? This transition that I want to make, um, you know, I, I wasn't so sure, but then, you know, through conversation with Barry, I just asked, <laughs> I said, you know, I, I said, um, you know, I'd really like to be considered to be the aerial choreographer and coordinator for this job. And I, I emailed it to him. And then I was like, you know, it seemed really normal when I emailed it. And then I sent it off. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, did I just do that? Like, I just literally asked for, you know, this position. <laughs> and um, and there wasn't, did, did he say he wanted Ariel in it or you brought yes, the idea no, no, to no, him? No, he had said that he wanted, he, it was his idea to bring Ariel on board because, um, you know, as, as her creative director, he's been with her, I think for like seven or eight years now, he, he does everything for her, you know, and, unless it's something like the Grammys where Raj is directing it. Um, all the stage stuff he's, he's, you know, in charge of the concept and creation and he's a genius. He's an absolutely genius. Um, but he had thought, you know, when they decided to do this Vegas residency, that is Vegas, like you need to up the ante a bit. Right. And like, let's bring in dancers and let's bring in aerialists and like, let's add some, you know, some more layers to her already incredible voice. Right. So he, it was his, all his idea. So he reached out to me and said that he, you know, wanted to incorporate Ariel into the show. And we started talking about that and what that would mean and how many numbers and things like that. And as we were discussing it, that's when I thought, Oh, geez, I really, I really want to be on the other side of this, you know? Um, so that's when I asked him um, if, you know, I, I, I said, I basically said, this is what I would like to do in, on this project. Um, and so he wrote back and asked for my reel. He presented it to the man, upper management, you know, and 
you know, we'd also, he, he said, you know, it's not like he's just pulling a friend into, into a project. It's something we've worked together for 12 plus years, you know, and he knows my capabilities and, you know, basically he pitched me and, um, it happened like that, that these are that night or the next day. He's like, okay. Oh my God. And you know what, you know what, Brenda, like the thoughts that I were, was having when like Tanya was telling me kind of like, this is happening, this is brewing. I was just so happy for you and proud of you, even though kind of like I hadn't, I hadn't talked to you, but <laughs> because you, you know, when people end up getting gigs and they, I don't want to say they don't deserve it, but you so deserve it. You know what I'm saying? You've been in it for so long and you've done your time. I thank you so much. I, yeah. I think that's one of the things that, you know, aside from finding myself in this position, which is just extraordinary, I, um, what surprised me the most about it is the, the support that I've received from everybody in the community. I love it. You know, it. because sometimes you hear, you know, there's, there's not always kind words towards people. Um, right. Sometimes, you know, depending. Right. <laughs> but um, I've, I've received nothing, unless there's something I don't know about. You know, um, I've received nothing but support from everyone in this community and like really like genuine support and happiness. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like that's, you know, ultimately the way it should be is that we're all happy for each other in our success and our growth and opportunities, you know, and um, speaking of Johanna Sapaki, we had talked about this years ago, you know, and she said, we were just talking about how there's so much, there's room for everybody to succeed. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, um, and I said, it's, the, you know, it's the whole country. There's, there's opportunity. She said, Brenda, it's the whole world, <laughs> you know, there's, and, and I guess what I'm saying is I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I've, I've just been really touched by how cool and supportive and happy everyone's been, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking of Johanna, like, again, one of the same, same thought I had when, for the Super Bowl, she had choreographed the pole for J-Lo. For J-Lo. And right. it's one of these things where, for the people out there who are looking at people like you and me, like, how do you get, how do you walk this labyrinth of this industry and actually end up being in these positions? I really, truly believe it is the marriage of the exact right moment of opportunity coming right. together with preparedness. It is. You're right. It is absolutely. Well, and then networking, because it's every single time I ask this question, like, how exactly did you get in this position? It's roughly the same answer of, I've been cultivating this relationship with this person for a long time. There's never really a, there's got to be a trust there first, because it's a lot of money going into these shows. Right. And and it's a huge risk to add something like, you know, and the truth is you could be the most talented person in the world, but if somebody doesn't give you an opportunity, you don't, you, you don't get to do it. Right. So like, it's, it's such, like you said, it's such a, somebody needs to take a chance on you. You know, somebody needs to give you that opportunity and you have to also, like you said, be ready for it. And, you know, like I've been working my entire life towards something like this. You know, Johanna, my God, I've never met another dancer aerialist who works as hard as she does. Like she deserves every second of what, you know, every opportunity or every success that she gets. Um, and so many of my, so many of my friends, you know, we work so hard and, and I think that sometimes people don't know that in and out work, you know, every single day, <laughs> 
that much work yeah. and years and years. And like you said, cultivating relationship and trust and um, tenacity, you know, like the, the willingness to keep going um, even when things aren't flying high. Uh, I have not seen the Reflections uh, show yet. I did see the Grammys, um, sorry, Grammys, CMT Awards, per, and the, it looks like you had Silks and Hammock. But for the Reflections, can you talk a little bit about the creative process and what choices were made and why and wow, all um, of that? Yeah, uh, well, Barry, again, is the creative director, right? So everything comes through him and is born initially from him. And then he, you know, would say to me, these are the songs that are going to have Ariel in them. You know, this is what I'm thinking we want to have. Like, there's three Ariel numbers. Um, the show is amazing, by the way. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's so good. The, the entire show, not just the Ariel stuff. It's 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 the production value is insane. Um, but he, he would say, you know, at the end, there's this big waterfall, this big water wall, and we want it to look watery. We want, you know, I'm thinking silks because it's smooth and watery. So like that was pretty set from the beginning. Um, oh my God. And then there's a song blown away, which is, um, you know, for anyone not familiar with Carrie's music, this one's, you know, very stormy and big. And, you know, they were thinking um, they often have like wind and tornadoes and, you know, and, and, and images for this song. So the idea was to have aerial spirals in the air um, that would look like tornadoes right up in the sky. And, um, you know, when I first took on this job, I was thinking, yes, I'm going to be the aerial coordinator and choreographer and I'm just going to create and I'm going to, you know, and, and the truth is, is that there's so much, as, as you probably know, there's so much work on the other side, safety and um, getting the apparatuses approved and certified. And, you know, like there's, there's so much more than you would ever imagine. And so we had probably three or four different apparatuses that, you know, we were trying to, to have done and then it has to go through different approvals. And, and, it, and we ended up using hoop and I was like, like, dude, hoop, hoop, hoop is my least favorite, least proficient <laughs> apparatus. I was pooping my pants because I was like, oh my God, how am I going to make, like, it's a lot of pressure. It's a big show. How am I going to make a hoop yeah. cool? I'm not cool on hoop. You know. Okay. Sorry, Brenda, but you're cool on all of it. Uh, I understand what you're saying because hoop is not my jam. primary, it's not my jam, it's not my jammiest <laughs> jam, but That's I've seen so what you did on that hoop act and it's gorgeous. Oh, but the, the thing though, I think what happened is because hoop is my least I, you know, I, I have, I go through cycles with the apparatuses, but like it's at that particular point, it was my least favorite apparatus. And I was like, really like, I kept trying to pitch different apparatuses, even though it was already chosen because I was like, I don't want to do hoop, you know? Um, but I think because I felt that way about it, I've had to put more time and more creativity into it because it wasn't something that was in my comfort zone. And then what happened is it turned out so good. It's my favorite number in the whole show. Oh my God, I love it. Area stuff, which was really cool. But um, did it go through your mind that you were like, how many hours I spent researching like how to bend steel into a spiral and they end up using a hoop, which is... Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was hard, I, it, you know, and it was the first time I had gone through something like that where 
you know, there's so many, there's time constraints and there's like, also we were just coming out of the pandemic. And I thought, I don't know, like for me, my work ethic is very strong. So if somebody calls me, I'm going to call them back right away, you know, and I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting answers from people and I wasn't getting phone calls returned. And I was like, I'm on a schedule here guys, you know, so it was, it was stressful. And, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely like, wow, we just went through all this and we ended up with a hoop. What? You know? Um, but again, like in hindsight, it's the exact, it was exact right thing for that number. You know, I can't imagine that number having those big spirals. It wouldn't have been powerful enough because those things can't move quickly. You know, like it just, it's really interesting how I'm learning and I've learned through this process that's been tumultuous in some ways um, and super exciting in other ways that uh, to trust the process because it always ended up being the right thing in the end, regardless of how many hours I spent researching bending metal, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, the reaction from well, okay, so the CMT awards, it was just a wonderful presentation of Ariel in a mainstream on a mainstream platform, as has Pink in the past, right? But she's like the only one famous for doing it. So, like, what what has been the feedback since then? Like, I'm sure it's a lot to kind of absorb. It is. It's it's bizarre because in some ways I'm like, yeah, this is totally normal. And then I take a second and I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's crazy. Like it, it's really blown up. Um, that particular number with Carrie flying, you know, and by the way, that is the first time she's ever been in the air. Wow. We've had a total of, I would say like two lessons together. She worked on her own that we had a rehearsal on stage. Like, you know, in it, 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 it's insane what she was able to accomplish while singing and spinning and being up high for her first performance. Like it's, it's crazy talk. Um, Cause it's so disorienting. It's a testament yeah. to you. Well, you know, yeah. people get sick spinning all the time, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's just a testament to like, you know, just the, the work ethic. The, the second we got done with our first lesson, they were flying back to Nashville and she said, I need I need something put up in my, <laughs> I need a hammock put up in my, in my gym so I can practice. Like the second she was done, you know, she's like, I need to practice. I need to practice. Um, which is so cool. But, um, the reaction to this has been outstanding. Like it, everyone loves it. And of course people are, you know, here and there comparing it to pink. Right. Um, right. You know, um, you know, we really tried to do something different and ethereal and, you know, like a different, like artistic vision than, just somebody being in the air, you know, like just to, to make it, to make it different, you know, knowing that being on a hammock, you know, of course a a lot of things have been done before, but we really tried to, to create something, a different picture. And I think we accomplished that. Um, What I loved is that you could read it. Like the movement is, is you could read the movement from, from the audience perspective, because for example, um, the performance that Taylor Swift did with all the umbrellas and the guys in suits. Right. Now, also epic. So right. epic. Like, so much happening. Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. So much happening. But you couldn't really see what was happening because there was so much happening. Right. I guess. And a lot of that has to do with um, the camera shots. 
and who's choosing that. Um, You know, again, Barry is very hands-on with all of this stuff. Like everything filters through him. So even though I was choreographing, you know, there's a lot of, um, God, I'm I'm losing the word right now, but working together, collaboration, 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 a lot of collaboration together. And then when it comes time for the, for the camera shots, um, you know, the CMT crew came in and um, we had a whole rehearsal where they were choosing the different shots. Barry was right. You know, he's always there. He's always there and he's watching the shots and he, you know, he had a lot of input as to which shots were ultimately chosen and edited and, and put in because it, it, it is telling a story and it is important to have, to be able to see what's happening and what the intention of the piece was. And I think that sometimes, you know, you'll see a performance on, on a television show and you'll be like, well, what, that's it? Like what, or what was that? You know, and it's just often because of the editing. You know, it just wasn't edited. Barry was a dancer and a choreographer and a director. And like, he gets the movement, right? So, um, and he did that even way back with the CMT Awards. The shots he chose for that were stunning. And so it it really highlights the artist, but it also gives you a feel for what the whole piece is. And, um, you know, it's it's just such um, a talent and a skill. Um, to be able to put something like that together in a way. And like, by the way, the aerial in that piece was only a minute and a half long total. Really? (laughs) Yeah. The song's three minutes. And then the whole, the whole of the aerial was a minute and a half. Um, And I have to say, like, I probably worked more on that aerial piece than anything else I've ever worked on for a minute and a half. What I've learned in this process and it's, it's really new to me is to not get attached to what I've created. Um, because it is a collaboration, um, I have to be open. And the funny thing is, is I get, you know, I'd get really attached and like almost upset, like, Oh God, I really liked this version and I worked so hard and, you know, but then (laughs) what always happens, always happens. And particularly with Barry is that the final result ended up better than anything I would have done in any of the previous versions. You know, like it's, it, it, it's, um, it's been a really cool process to watch and it's been really interesting learning situation for me because often I will trust the first thing that comes out of my body with the music because that's where my creativity comes from. Um, and it's kind of taught me what, like, wow, that could be the first thing that comes out of my body and, and I really like it, but is there something that's better? Could I go a little deeper? Could I go a little further? You know, and yes, this, the choreography was very simple for the CMTs, but it was also really effective, you know, and I think that's what what I'm learning throughout this is to, like like I said before, is to trust the process and, and, and particularly my relationship with Barry. Um, he's like a master. I feel like he's like Yoda and I'm a Padawan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, and when I said it was readable and simple, I I should have, that is the word I was searching for. It was effective because I just see a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Right. And then it doesn't get a point across and there's no, there's no memorable feeling that you end up with necessarily. Right. Right. I have a hard time answering this question. So I'm wondering if I ask you this question, if you'll have a great answer for- Challenge uh, people out there is that 
imagine you're listening to this and you're a young person and you are, you love Ariel. How do you get from there to here? It's a very hard question. I have a trouble answering this one myself. Um, I think the most important thing you can do is have patience and understand that it's a process. It's not something that maybe for some people it happens overnight, but, um, it's like I said earlier, it's the, the tenacity and the willingness to continue working and working and working, um, and getting more experience doing any opportunity, you know, any performance opportunity you have, you take it. You know, I started working in, in clubs doing atmosphere. You know, I, I started, I, I took every opportunity I personally, you know, I can only speak for myself. So any opportunity I had to perform or do the next step in my aerial work, maybe a, sh a show that was a little higher, you know, maybe something that was a different apparatus, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, always being safe and mindful, but, and, and knowing that it's a process, you, you, you have to continually work and, and be patient with what opportunities will come to you. You know, um, I wasn't, I, I don't know. It's so different now, Carrie, because like there's this whole so social media thing, right. Um, which I didn't have when I was starting out. I think Sarah was the first one in our group that did social media that did like Instagram, you know, it had all, all the, like got that big following and all that stuff. And I know that sometimes that's used for casting and whatnot, but for me, it's a pretty small community, the aerial world. Right. And so one of the, one of the best things that I learned as a dancer, because I was a dancer in the industry before I became an aerialist was one of the, like the lead dancers on a job I was, was doing said the best motto you can have is happy to be here. Easy to work with. You know, you show up fully, you're, 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 you're positive. You're a pleasure to work with. You're on time. You prove yourself over the years that, Hey, I'm professional. Hey, I know what I'm doing. Hey, I'm training. Hey, it's not just an Instagram photo of me doing something cool. I can actually transition in and out, like working on your craft, you know, like it goes back to doing what you love and, and, and honing your craft and your art and then allowing the opportunities to come to you rather than trying to force it. You know, I, I, I have had people come to me and say, Oh, I want to, I want to learn how to do this so I can perform, you know? And there, it's kind of like a jump from like, I don't know what I'm doing to like, I want to be this performer and I want to have all this thing. And it's like, Whoa, like it's a, it's an art and it's a craft and it takes a long time, you know, for that to, like you said earlier, you know, even transferring to different apparatuses and whatnot. Um, I think it's, it's almost for lack of a better word, it, sometimes it feels like people want to like um, fast forward or almost cheat the process and not put the time into it. You know, I, I think, I think putting the time into your craft is the best thing that you can do because people can feel that people can feel if you're, if you're for real and you're, you're doing this from a deep place, you know, um, it's, I hope that makes sense because for me, that's, that's where it's always lived, you know, like if, if you aren't doing this because it's something you love and first and foremost is feeding your soul and you can share that with people, 
then it's kind of backwards to me. You know, it, 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 it's, um, it doesn't have the, the depth and people can feel depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's kind of a, an abstract answer, I, I guess. Um, but it, it's. No, it makes sense. And I also feel like also when it comes to like I, you and I teach a lot. Right. We always have, um, you and I, particularly some of our other friends choose not to teach a lot, Right, but we always have. And I cannot tell you the amount of talented individuals that I have taught who just didn't stick with it longer than a couple years. Right. Yeah. And not to say that they should have, there are many things to do in this world. And if you want to spend your time doing something else, you should absolutely do that. But it takes, I don't know, what did they say? 10,000 hours or whatever to right, actually yeah. to master something. Yeah. Yeah. And every, it's art. Ultimately it's art, you know? So mastering something and mastering what is you you know, like you can, you can look on Instagram and see people being really good at all kinds of different aerial things, you know? Um, but what is your, what's you, like, what's your expression going to be? You know, for me, I live in musicality. I love musicality more than anything because it's from my dance background. Right. So like, I think that that's one of the strengths I bring to things is that I want it to be musical. I want it to feel like dance in the air even though it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's aerials and it, there's tricks and there's this, but it's, 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 it's finding what is unique and special to you that you can bring that will set you, set you apart in one, you know, one way, because it's you like going back to what we said to, you know, when I was talking to Johanna, like there's so much room for everybody because everyone's so unique, you know, there's, there's, there's room for everybody to bring bring what's unique to them to the table and then be recognized for that eventually. Um, like I've, like I said, I've wanted to, you know, and I'd say the same thing to some, like I've wanted to be in the position I'm in right now solidly for over 10 years. I've been working towards this and it's like, Oh my gosh, like, is this like, where, where's my groove going to be? If I ever get a step to the other side, you know, um, and I think, like you said earlier, it's timing too. It's it's timing and it, and it does happen at the right time. And so if you can prepare yourself and be diligent in your own art and what you're putting into it, you'll be ready when the time comes, you know, um, and, and, and cultivating the relationships too. Yeah, I think that's kind of like transferable advice across the board. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Oh, for sure. I for sure feel like that for all those young people listening or if you're trying to change your career, like it just is that time and you have to commit to that thing and then let everything else kind of come. At least that is with art. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, it's not the same as like, okay, you want to be, you know, this kind of a doctor. There's a path for that. You go to this school, you go, you know, you do undergrad, you do your, <laughs> you do your, your medical, you know, degree, you do your internship or, you know, all the, whatever you need to do with those steps. Like it's not as straightforward for any art, 
you know, but what I do know is that the longevity, like staying with it and, and cultivating your art and always challenging yourself to grow a little bit more, um, is, is for me, what has, what has helped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it is, it's not, you can't say, and I think that's why that's a hard question to ask because there isn't one path in art. You know, it, like I said, it's not, it's not as straightforward as some of the other careers. Um, no, for for sure. Um, okay. This bean is losing her, her mind. Uh, usually she gives me about 56 minutes. <laughs> And then totally, totally melting. Brenda, anyway, I just want to say again how proud I am of you and, and like very excited for you. I feel like it just makes me so excited when something like this performance comes out because I just feel like there's more to come. Like more artists are going to want Ariel. Like our Ariel world is alive and well, you know? Right. And, and, and it's especially um, encouraging after this whole pandemic. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Ariel's yeah. going to be probably one of the last things they would have brought back because it's expensive. Like you said, you know, um, it's like the icing on the cake for a lot of things. Um, so it is exciting and, and thank you. Thank you for bringing me on and thank you for being so supportive. Um, it's really, it's really cool. And it, 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 um, it gives me such faith in, in all of us, you know, in, in the support that we have in this community. Um, yeah, like my students like all sent me this clip, like oh, really? one of the reels. And they're like, Do you know who choreographed? I was like, I do. I do. I do know. <laughs> I do. I do. So they think I know everybody, but it just happens to be that oh, it was you. It's a small world, right? Like yeah, yeah, at yeah. this at this point, you know. Um but um again, thank you for bringing me on and and, and I really appreciate, you know, all your kind words. All right. Thanks so much to Brenda for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on and kind of giving us a peek in at that world for our Greener Grass audience. If you guys would honor us with a five-star rating and a review, anywhere you get your podcast, it really, really helps us grow this audience. We appreciate you so much. And uh, check out the show notes for the discount codes for Hue and Grace and Vibrant Body Company if you guys want to check out some of those products and our newsletter as well. Go ahead and click there and give us your email address and you'll receive all types of goodies from us. All right, guys, have an amazing week. We will see you next time. This is Greener Grass.